Good afternoon, everybody. It is a big day for 12 of our young people today who are making their first Holy Communion. And I think all of us feel very honored and very privileged to be celebrating this special event with you. You know, all of us, I think, in a day like this, when we celebrate First Communion, perhaps we remember our own First Communion, which may have happened a few years ago. Uh, certainly, you know, this morning I was sort of pondering my First Communion, when it was and where it was, etc., etc. And um, it, believe it or not, it was on a Saturday morning at, at nine o'clock. Um, and I belong to a country parish in Ireland with, uh, I think there were about 45 kids in the school altogether. So for First Communion, for First Communion, we had five kids, we had five kids in all. And I have very vivid remembrances of my parish priest at the time. Uh, uh, he looked like he was probably about 110, I'd say, at, at least. He had big furry, big furry eyebrows, uh, and he also had hairs growing out of his ears. And his name was Father O'Reilly. And uh, uh, before, you, before you could make your, your first communion, he had to interview you. And that was a very, very challenging experience. And the last question, the last question he asked you, and you needed to be well prompted for this because otherwise, if you didn't get it right, you wouldn't make your First Communion. The question was, which would you prefer to get, First Holy Communion or a box of chocolates? <laughs> so the bottom line is, if you said a box of chocolates, no communion in that particular year. And that's a fact, that's a fact. So uh, it wasn't personally, personally I didn't think it was a very fair question to ask any kid, but be that as it may, that's 70 years ago or something like that. So it was a, diff a different time and a different place. Anyway, here we are, and you just heard that gospel reading. It's one of those uh, I am stories in the gospel reading. There are several of them in St. John's gospel. Like last, last week he says, I am the good shepherd. And uh, it's a story of the shepherd and the sheep. And uh, it's, a very, it's a very beautiful image, the shepherd and the sheep. And it's probably the one I like the best in John's gospel because in a sense, uh, you know, uh, uh, if, especially if you understand sheep and, and understand people, there's a lot, of, a lot of similarities, believe it or not. So I, I always enjoy that one. The, the, the uh, one today is Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And he's not talking about a little skinny vine, you know, one of those skinny vines with, with grapes on top of it, because uh, the vine is, I mean, it's hard to sort of identify it. Whereas he's talking about, he's talking more in terms of a trunk, the trunk of a tree, something that's, something that's larger, if you will. And he says, I am this trunk of the tree, you are the branches. And of course, the bottom line is the trunk and the branches are joined to each other, okay? And because they're joined to each other, they share the same life. And uh, but of course, when he says, I am the vine, you are the branches, he's not really talking about his relationship to us. And basically talking about the fact that, that we share in the same life uh, when, we, we are, when we're baptized. So even our little people today who are making the First Holy Communion, they are already part of that vine, that vine, uh, uh, that, that vine story. Uh, I am the vine. 
they are the, they are like little branches that are sort of uh, they're sort of growing in in their in their relationship their relationship with him. But so I, I'm not going to get into that fine story anymore. Other than there's one word in that story that that came up uh, a couple of times in the story, and I think it's it's very appropriate. It's a very appropriate word for the year the year that we've had. That is when he says he talks about the fact that. He's going to he's going to to pare down. Uh, that's not the word. The exact word is he uses. Um, what's the word? Anybody remember? Prune. Yes, exactly. He's the pruning. Okay. He talks about pruning. And if you prune, you know yourselves. If you prune a tree or a branch, it's going to bear bear more more fruit than than before. But when I think about the year that we've had. Uh, if you look from May of last year to May of this year, this year in many ways you can look at it as, as what I would call a pruning experience. I can recall in last March uh, a group of us had, had planned a pilgrimage to, to Paris and, or to, to, uh, to France in general, to the holy sites in, in France. And I remember in, in probably around February, there was talk of this virus, and would it interfere with our trip? And we'd say, well, let's wait another two weeks, and then we'll find out for sure. And then we'd say, well, let's, let's wait another week. Maybe this thing will blow over. And then we say, let's wait another two weeks. And then we come on to, to sometime toward the end of, the, of the, the month of March. The bottom line is, you can't wait any longer. The bottom line is, everything is, everything is off. And that's just one example. That's just one example of what's taken place during this past year. When you look at your at your own life during this past year, you can uh, perhaps you can say there's never been another year exactly like it. Where you know you had certain uh, plans in terms of what you were going to do during the year, what you're going to do from week to week, etc. And all of a sudden, those plans are no more. And so many people, some people lost their jobs, some people worked from home. Schools were closed. This church was closed for almost a month, and then even when it when it opened, uh, we were zooming to an empty church for for or not zooming. We were live streaming to an empty church for probably for about probably about two months. So it was that kind. It was that kind of year. And thanks be to God that we seem to we seem to be reaching a stage where things are beginning. At least in this part of the world, things are beginning to get a bit better. And hopefully, hopefully that's going to continue. But the the word that I want to just focus on is the word prune, because you know when you look at your life, I think sometimes we're inclined to feel that we're in charge of our own destiny. Okay, that. Uh, that it's been like that for so long that you know we make plans or do whatever, and everything generally, generally speaking, everything turns out the way we expected. This year was so different, wasn't it? Everything, almost everything that was planned, sort of was up in the air. And it was, if nothing else, it was a reminder of the fact that at the end of the day, we're really not in charge. Now, I'm not in any way uh, inferring that that God caused this uh, virus, not at all. But what I am saying is that if we think that we're in charge of our own destiny and that nothing interferes with it, forget it, Charlie. Ultimately, I think the message is that this is his world, not mine. And if we could, if we could really, deep down in our hearts, uh, grasp that message and grasp that we are, we are part of that, we are, part, we are, we are uh, a branch on the vine and that 
the more we're sort of in touch with him and uh, his graces, I think the better our lives will going to be, are going to be. So hopefully, you look at your life during this time and ask yourself, has it been a pruning experience as far as you're concerned? And uh, if you didn't gain anything from it, certainly it's, it's not too late, okay? It's a good time to evaluate, evaluate what has happened in your life, and it's also good, to, a good time to evaluate your relationship with the Lord because of what hap- has happened. And if you do that, then it has been a very, what I would call, a very worthwhile experience. And in conclusion, uh, all these little people uh, who are here with us today, on, in their mass, they certainly remind us of God's abiding love and God's abiding presence. And they're here to deepen their relationship with Him, not just on this day, but hopefully in the days ahead. But if, if they grow in their relationship with the Lord, we cannot expect them to do this alone. In other words, I think we all have a part to play in it. Just as it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to raise a child in the faith as well. So as they receive their Eucharist today, I think it's an opportunity for us to say yes one more time to the Lord so that with Him, with Him, we can really be sources of instruments and also sources of grace as far as these little people are concerned. Amen.